Improve It family. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is so good. We have one of my favorite humans, Claudia Martinez, on the show. Now, Claudia is a co-facilitator with us here at Improve It. You can catch her in our laugh breaks on your Zoom meetings. She's also a co-facilitator for all workshops that we do. But when she's not facilitating, you can catch her on stage at the Second City on the Incredible Blue Co. And she is seriously one of my favorite improvisers to watch. She's never not funny. And every time I watch her perform, my cheeks just keep hurting from laughter. But today's show is so important. It's February. So I thought, let's keep in this theme of love. Let's keep up this theme of authenticity. And we've got a lot of questions from members of the Improve It fam about heart-centered leadership. And I said, well, let's have a show. And Claudia actually brought this idea up to me after we recorded a mini-sode together last month. So we, we share a really great spiritual side. You'll hear us talk about that in the show. We'll talk about how the tenets of improv, the five tenets that I think are really strongly in this heart-centered leadership realm, how you can trust and instill trust in your team and show up with vulnerability as a leader. We talk about how heart-centered leadership is like dating, and you'll hear some Oprah moments and a lot of shout-outs to Celine Dion. So without further ado, my Improve It fam, I want to take you to the show. Before I do, though, real quick, make sure if you haven't already, you get your hybrid hype handout. This is a freebie for you to download right to your desktop, right to your phone. And it gives you more tips and tricks, very tangible tips on how to lead your team in this hybrid world. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, it's in the show notes. Click get yours. Without further ado, let's take it to Claudia Martinez one of my favorite humans. Let's hear from her heart. Are you a leader or change maker inside of your business, organization, or corporation? Are you looking for new, innovative ways to drive morale through the roof? Are you looking for fun and exciting icebreakers, team building exercises, and activities that will foster team growth, friendships, loyalty, and completely transform your organization from the inside out? Have you been searching for a fun and unique way to create change instead of this? same old dry, boring leadership books and icebreakers that aren't actually working. Hi, I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and professional zombie who is ready to help you improve it. My mission in life is to help you develop teams and leaders through play, improv, and experiential learning. In this podcast, we will deep dive into professional development, team building, effective communication, networking, presentation skills, leadership training, how to think more quickly on your feet, and everything in between. We have helped everyone from Fortune 500 companies to small mom and pop shops transform their business, their leadership, and their people through play. So grab your chicken hat. We are about to have some fun. Welcome to Improve It, the podcast. Oh, my goodness, Claudia Martinez. Yes. You're back on the show. We're back together. It's happening today. We love it. 
We love it. We can't well, do nothing without it. We need it. We need it. We're here. Okay. Wow. wow. We're going on tour. I said that last time. I said, I don't think we're ready, but now yeah. I feel like we need a t-shirt. We need a t-shirt. We need merch. Uh, anyone reach out yeah if you're in the merch biz we're looking for it but a lot of your money with merch with merch all (laughs) merch (laughs) (laughs) okay so you were here on the improve it pod on a mini sode recently Mm -hmm. well received loved everyone wants more claudia so we said we gotta bring her back. Let's bring so, her back. So let me ask you this. So if just to g- give a high level overview to the Improve It fam, what's a fun thing about you that they couldn't find from your bio, Instagram, any of those things? Oh, what's a fun Claudia fact? I mean, I think I don't know if this is in my bio, but I I I think is it that I love Celine Dion? That might yes. be in my bio. It's in your bio. It's right. in. But I think maybe let's explain that a little bit more. Yes, okay? yes, yes. Because when I was a kid, I was the romantic number one person. All right. Um, I had this idea about love, which of course came and bit me in the butt when I actually started dating because I was like, it's supposed to be so romantic. Right. <laughs> and then, um, you know, love me like that. <laughs> so, and then you have to go to therapy. So yes. um, it's like not that easy. <laughs> but I think that that really encapsulates me because at the core of who I am, I'm just a sweetie. You really but, are. But I think we all are. It's like we're just sweeties and we get hardened by life. And then here we are. And you're like, how does that, how does this little Mexican queer little thing loves Celine Dion because she loves love because she loves love I love love I love that you love love and I also first of all when I read that I did not question it I was like that checks out for me that checks out so I'm glad you told the improve it fam that because Claude's we need you we need all the love and this is why you're here because Mm. you and I you're not only a facilitator here at Improve It, you're you're so much more than that. You're such a, a guiding light in the improv community in Chicago and all over. And you share, you and I share the spiritual side. And I think we just had so many great talks about the physical world that we're living in and about the energy that you bring to that physical world. If you could sum up your spiritual journey for us, what would that be? And then how has that affected your career in comedy? Mm. I'll sum it up in one word. Yoga. Yoga. Okay. Started. Um, I think people, well, my spiritual journey, you would consider like the beginning of life where it was like faith, right? And you confuse that for spiritual spirituality. But I don't think until I started getting connected to my body, I didn't understand it. And um, it's been a journey for the last three years, a new journey for me. But one that I, I really feel if you are so focused on how you feel and what you're holding and what you can release and where 
the healing needs to happen, then you become closer to that divinity that we're seeking. That makes it, our decisions so much easier. That makes, you know, thinking about what the right thing to do or what's best for you. It makes you a better human. Oh, namaste, first of all. And second of all, um, that to me just makes total sense. Like I, I think about the connect, you said the connection to your body, elaborate that a little bit more because you were doing yoga. Yeah. Well, I started doing yoga without even knowing what it was going to do. And then I realized, oh my God, I've never had a real relationship with my body until now. And it is informing me of everything. It's Mm. going, hey, you've been carrying a bunch of hefty garbage bags filled with prickly things and they're ripping and they're they're falling all over the place. And you haven't, you know, you haven't addressed that. And that's why this hurts. That's why this hurts. That's why, you know, and then it, it, it triggered a lot of questions, which then led me to find answers that were like, Oh, you you're holding tension here because it's this emotion or, you know, you, you get, you get into this beautiful rabbit hole of, questioning and answering and finding um things that you're supposed to find if you're paying uh, I and and you and I have just had so many talks about this and I I value them I love them I am so grateful for our friendship and I you know I had a little spiritual side myself and I've it's definitely been for me over the past probably four years now where I've really discovered the same thing, meditation, um, really practicing that on a daily basis because I I learned and I was going through IVF at the time. And this is when you and I met. Do you remember that? Yes, That's when you I came do. on board. Yes. So we had to talk in the minivan and we've been best friends since. I know. Best friends. Still best friends. But it was, it was truly, I feel like I had to go through that journey of infertility and the pain of all the things that we found out along the way to understand how to be mindful because without that pain of you know my my sadness of 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 the want that I could not have I wouldn't have turned to practices like meditation or reiki or acupuncture or clairvoyance and all the things that I've really leaned into and really has, you know, I don't talk about it a lot as a business owner, but it it really makes up a lot of who I am and then how I carry that over to our team and then how we spill that into teams that we get to work with. So I wanted to have you on the show because it's Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Valentine's Day, and you love love. <laughs> and Celine Dion is listening today. Hi, Celine. Um Hi, Celine. So, but we've had some clients who have had questions. So they're clients and they're members of the Improve It fam, but they have had questions about heart-centered leadership. It's a big topic. And I wanted to bring you into the fold to help answer these. Are you down? Are you ready for this? I live for this stuff. Yes. And I wanted to think of it through a lens too of improv because. We have core values that improve it. 
And I think a lot of the teachings, well, all of our core values stem from improv. And if you've never seen Claudia perform, do yourself a favor, find her. She's on touring company with Second City or go see her in a show in Chicago. You will laugh. I I get the pleasure of watching her improvise in our workshops, but also when we do some fun videos and things like that. And it's so funny. She's so, you're literally hilarious. Like my cheeks, I'll never forget the day we filmed the pre-work videos. Jenna and I were just crying, like crying, laughing. So you know these principles of improv, but I think a lot of them relate to heart-centered leadership. And I think those five things are leading with yes and, so having that freedom from judgment, Mm-hmm. Making your scene partner look good, no mistakes, only gifts, trusting your gut, and then show, don't tell. So I just wanted to throw those out there. Those are the five guiding principles that I thought of. Are there any that come to mind for you or any that really stick out? I mean, all those are fantastic. I think that there is um, one of the major tenets of improv that nobody really talks about that I think also help in sort of these, these situations. Well, any situation is the um, removal of judgment because Mm. the judgment is what makes you question what to say next or what to do next or how to support someone. Um, And sometimes I think it's interesting that we're talking about heart centered leadership. I didn't know this was a thing. I looked it up, but it is, if you're, if you're thinking about it, it's just, being in tune with your empathetic person, which is why spirituality is important. I think being aligned with who you truly are inside that human that we're reaching, that we're constantly trying to get to is the person who has the right answers for everything, who Mm. can support and show up for people in every way, who in some moments can go, you know what, I'm going to sit back and observe. I'm not needed right now. I don't need to talk right now. I just need to listen. Or I need to, I can see that person struggling. I can jump in and help or have a conversation. You mm-hmm. know, those conversations are hard, the hardest, the ones that you're like, something's going on with this person. They're being ratty. And instead of like, you know, calling them out and being like, yo, not cool. You can sit down and say, I'm noticing you're having a really hard time. What's going on? That's really what improv really is all about is like noticing. Yeah, the gaps. Oh, I love that. Real hard noticing and filling in the gaps. Okay, well, let's take a question, shall we? Let's let's hear from our first caller, shall we? Shall we? Not. Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is from Danielle Schultz. Danielle, let's hear from you. Not Danielle Schultz. Hello, my name is Danielle Schultz. I am the manager of donor relations at the North Shore University Health System Foundation. I have attended Improve It trainings as well as worked with Aaron Deal on some of our virtual events at the foundation. My question for you is, in terms of heart-centered leadership, how do you bring that to a team of folks, a team of 10, 15, 20 people, not only to your leaders, but to your teammates? helping everyone to be more heart-centered in our interactions with one another. Thank you. Oh, Danielle, we love you. Danielle and I go way back. Girl, what is <laughs> up? You, I haven't heard from you in a minute. 
forever forever oh okay i'll let you go first what what do you think about danielle's cue how can you bring heart center leadership to a team of 10 12 or 15 people to help their interactions with each other well this is interesting because i think there's so much to unpack in in how you can create some trust in a work environment when there is very little opportunity to do it right we're so busy working and stuff even in like a cast um the whole idea i think is how do you trust someone enough to be vulnerable Uh, uh and i do think that there's there's i mean aaron and improve it uh do offer a lot of workshops in which we can you know tailor a lot of that stuff but i do think there's there's a lot of exercises in which we can we can learn to release the ego and the judgment and trust each other with little mini things it doesn't have to you know we don't have to sit here and have an oprah moment and cry about you losing your dog when you were five and how that affected you the rest of your life but I, i think if we if you start small and you are put in the same situations where it's where you're going you and i are gonna look silly right about now but let's do it together and uh let's not judge it and let's also realize that for some people it might not be is might be easier than others um i do think that there that does exist yes workshops where the the main goal would be to just trust a little bit at a time. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And it's like exactly what you said on stage, right? We're not going to, the goal on stage is to support the people on stage with us to make them look good. And I think if you can lead from this example of my goal isn't for you to, as a leader, for you to do what I'm asking you to do. Like, yes, we need to do the work. We need to get it done. My goal is to make you look good. And if I, as a leader, am making you look good, then in return, you're going to feel like you want to help make the team look good. So it's like this give and take that we talk about in improv too. This you give to your team and you give this idea of how can I serve you? They'll give that back to you twofold. And that's really looking at it as an improviser on stage. You and I are in a scene together. I want to obviously have a great scene but I want you to also look and feel good. I want to support you. And so in return, what that does is it makes each other support each other. And that's, I think, what heart-centered leadership is. It's helping interactions, exactly what you're saying, supporting each other and postponing judgment through this notion of yes and that we talk about. Yeah, it's making, yeah. And it's making space for for those moments. I do think that, there is a constant catch up that's being that's kind of being played in any scenario even in the theater world where it's like you do this job and your higher ups don't really know what it all entails and so we're constantly going you want this from me but you don't know what is happening on my level you don't know yeah. dealing with these things you don't know and so we're kind of like always struggling with that like hey, we're here, we're a family, let's um, trust each other more, let's do this. And they're probably going, how? 
where does that gap, where do we reach that gap, that in-between gap, you know? And I think that's where the work is. It's how do we, because we're just humans going around. It's, it's like, we're back to Celine Dion. We're all in a relationship with work. If you're, if you just started dating someone, there's this trust that happens. And even this work that has to happen midway in for you to continue to grow with this person, right. Or this place. And a lot of the reason why spirituality does help is that if you get to know yourself, then you know what you, what you can ask for. You Mm. can have those conversations. You can, I, I think we're all a bunch of like sweetie seven-year-olds living in 30-year-old, 40-year-old bodies still, and we are expecting people to show up and do these things, but we have to create opportunities that give them the okay to be vulnerable and open. Yes, yes. And I like what you said too, because these things happen over time. A little Like when you first start dating somebody, the more time you spend with them, the more you trust them, the more dates you go on, the more you get to know them, the more this make you're realizing if this makes sense or not. I'm just putting this into dating terms. We're Valentine's Day here. We're get, we're going dating to work to improv. We're jumping, but it's like this, like you go on a date, right? And you're like, this can work. That's your boss. You meet your boss. You start working with your boss. This can work. The more time and energy that you spend around a person or spend talking to them on Slack or whatever channel it is, the more you get to know them. But the only way really that that relationship works is if if you know what you're bringing to the table. So you meet somebody, you know what you're bringing, right? You meet your boss, you know what you're bringing. And as long as both parties are leading from a place of, I know what I'm bringing, you know what you're bringing together. We're having this meal and it's amazing. And we're, we're having great conversation and we're building something together then that's what heart-centered leadership is. It's knowing yourself, knowing the other person knows what they're there to do, trusting that they know what they're there to do and trusting that you know how to do it yourself. And ultimately, that is the heart of yes and as well. That's yes. literally yes and at its finest. Would it be just to be seen? Yes. Is that maybe what it is? Are we just, we're just humans that want to be seen in a relationship, in a work setting. Uh, let's be honest. Sometimes we end up doing jobs that we did, don't know if we're, if we're capable of doing, if we enjoy doing. But when you see, this happens a lot, I feel like. When you see someone and you go, gosh, their talent lies here. I can see their strengths. And sometimes maybe as a leader is going, how do I cultivate that for that person. Maybe they're in the wrong position. Maybe we can move them. Let's find out what they want from this place. Let's find out what they need. What makes their heart sing? What brings you joy? Yeah. That's where it's at. And I don't care what you're doing, but there has to be a direction in which it's going to make you happier. And if you're a boss and you go, I'm not afraid to lose this person because you know what? They're great. As much as long as I keep building their potential, they're going to shine, and I'm going to set a standard that when you come and work for me, I'm going to help you find your direction because you deserve to be happy. You deserve that joy. I love it. That's the heart of the matter, right there. Boom, bam, quad boom, quad boom. Okay, so. Let's do this. I'm, I love, I feel like we hopefully answered your question, Danielle. 
I don't know. I got really excited there. It was no, it was a really energetic moment. You couldn't see us uh improve it, fam, but we are I was right there with her. We were just getting fist bumps in the air. Work here. Yeah. We were jiving. Okay. So let's go. You know, let's show, let's let's hear from Terrence Underwood, a longtime client of Improve It. Terrence. Here, let's hear from Terrence. Hey, this is Terrence Underwood, a.k.a. Dr. T. I am the president of the National Association of Minority Speakers. I first became aware of Improve It through my time at U.S. Cellular. I attended a public speaking workshop where I had to put a chicken on my head and sing a random song. Yeah, I know that that sounds crazy, but that was a defining moment in my journey to public speaking. Now, having experienced improvements, innovation and creativity to help individually uh, create change, how would you all get leaders to bring their authentic selves to work and be vulnerable? I think this is going to help them to build relationships with their direct reports. So what do you think? What do I think, Terrence? I think we love you. Um, I think it's been too long. (laughs) (laughs) See you in a half an hour. Uh, this is why this is why Claude having Claude on the show is just like laughter nonstop and I love it. All right. So what do you think? How can you what do you think about T Dr. T's uh, Q here? He's yes. First of all, I love where he's at. Um sounds sounds like he's living the life. Um how can you bring how can you get leaders to Bring their authentic selves. Is that what it was? Yeah. The, what was? Yeah. It? How do how can you have? How do you get leaders to bring their authentic selves to work and to be vulnerable? Yikes! Wow! 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 Well, I I will continue to bring everything back to getting to know yourself. I just think it makes life so easy because it it's okay if if you are in a boat there's no way you're going anywhere without a compass of any sort mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you knowing yourself through your spiritual conquests or whatever asking your questions will always the needle will show will show you which way to go and i think that we do crave especially from leaders we crave to know their their position I want someone who has 100% conviction in how we're doing something, why we're doing it, and also how, why they believe that. And I think once you start really expressing your your firm belief on, even if it's just like a work situation, I think that's how the trust starts to build and you get to know someone. I think there are a myriad of opportunities throughout the day where you can be authentic in yourself. And, you know, I don't need a hard uh, fake exterior that shows me I'm here to lead. We don't need that. I think really what people like, what people resonate with are people who are like, I got you. Yeah. Here's why I know this is important to you. I think it's that, just showing empathy for what someone might be going through. There oftentimes 
people get in trouble for not doing things, for doing them incorrectly, for, I don't know, even just something as simple as this person's getting coming here late every day and sitting them down and saying, hey, what's going on? Or do you need do you need some little extra time in the morning? Is there something that you just need to get off your chest? Maybe for the next couple of weeks, you might need an extra hour in the morning. I'm cool with that. I think just seeing someone and asking that specific question can get someone to reassess how they're executing something that you're you're noticing is lapsing or something. Uh-huh. Those are those are situations I think where you can show up authentically as a human. Yes. And I think it's like so if I know that my leader is vulnerable and I know that they are show- like I know that they've had moments where they have told me, you know, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z correctly. Or I know that I've had trouble like for this waking up example. My son is causing me to be late in the mornings. And, you know, I understand that this might, you know, you have a kid too. Maybe this is why you're late. You know, something that even sets the tone that I've done this and talk to me about what's going on with you. I think back to like, I've had coaches in my life. As you were talking, it just made me think of specifics, but I've had people who have, I've been led by and they had no clue who they were Mm. and they were confused. And that confusion confused us. Yes. And so as the follower to that leader, I questioned quite honestly, their authority. And I, I look back and I don't think that person liked me very much because <laughs> I was very, you know, shocking. I, I had a voice, um, but it's, it's very interesting to look back and see why that feeling was there. It's because that leader was lost. They weren't leading from a place of care for everyone. They were just trying to sort of get themselves together in that moment. But they also, the, some of the decisions made where I felt weren't as mature as they could be. And so it was, it was confusing to the people following. This was a coach. This wasn't a boss that I've had, but this was, this was years ago. And I still, and then, and then I think about leaders who I've had in my lifetime who knew who they were. They knew where they were going. Even if they had stuff going on personally, they still knew as a human being the type of leader that they wanted to be. And they showed up with that same conviction every day. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, to me, getting somebody to bring their authentic self to work is exactly what you said. It's knowing that it starts with you. So giving yourself routines in place that set yourself up for the day so you can show up to work and do not only your job, but but care about other people other than yourself. That's really what it is. It's putting their needs before yours. And I think for years, teams and companies have had it backwards. You should support me as the person who is, you know, you're my direct report. You should support me. Or it's really, as the leader, you should be the one that's over giving Mm -hmm. versus receiving. What do you think? I, you just said something that triggered a thought. And it's like, oftentimes, I think the workplace responds in, from a place of lacking, like, mm. oh, we can't do that because then you're going to think that you can always do that. You know, you can't, 
I don't know, you can't take a mental work. I can't, you know, normalize taking too many days off because that might send the wrong message versus like, I can see you are have you're struggling. You might need a week of mental health break. I know it, it's almost like you think about that and you go, gosh, what will that do for production versus what will this do for the human that's showing up for me? Yes. People don't want to stay home all the time. If you, there's like this, this part of you, there's this little kid that's like, and I'm just using an example, but there's this little kid that's like, I don't want to go to school today. And it's like, why, why don't you, there's something going on. So what if, if you, if you were to normalize for yourself, those things as a leader, if you go, there are days when I'm going to have to take mental health days, there are days when I'm going to have to fill in for other people. There are days when stuff's not going good at work. And I can tell people that, you know what, today's not going to be an easy day for me. There's a family loss or something where you open those channels of communication up and people go, this is a human. Yeah. Not a robot. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and truly, I think that we're getting to this new wave. I think as an as a global scale, everyone is looking at leadership completely differently since I think 2020, because there are still transactional leaders, but the leaders who are keeping people, the leaders who aren't going through the great resignation and are re-engaging their teams in different ways are the ones that are centered on the people. And that's, that's what I think heart leadership is too. I think we are really just on top of it right now, Claude. We're really just on top of it. Should we should we do one more cue or one or two more cues? We've got one from Eric Eric Wu here. Should we go to Eric? Oh my God, Eric, my <laughs> Yes, we need to. He I still have to call him back. My bad, Eric. I will call you back. All right. She'll let's... call you back. She'll call you back. Okay, here we go. From Eric. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here's Eric. Okay. Uh, oh. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, we've worked on some projects in the past for creative content for videos, and I've interacted with Improve It um, on workshops in the past. Um, but had a question on, on heart-centered leadership. We do a lot of learning development programs with our leaders and our managers. And I'm just kind of curious about um, if we were to start um, maybe teaching people about heart-centered leadership, where's the right place to start too? Um, are there some kind of principles or other kind of small tips you'd give us um, for someone that want to implement this program? We'd love your thoughts and, and I'm sure it'll be uh, done in a very creative uh, and improv way. So look forward to listening to uh, what your answer is. Thank you, Eric. Claudia, we'll call you back. I will call you back. I'm sorry, my dude. It's been a busy week. <laughs> but Eric, you really set us up for this one. I promise you, we did not ask Eric to ask this question, but truly, I believe that improv is a fantastic teaching tool for heart-centered leadership. It's funny enough, Eric, we have a leadership workshop. Uh, it could be done virtually or in person, but it is a great workshop. And it talks about First and foremost, communicating with transparency. It talks about inspiring people. So removing rank and allowing the leaders to feel seen and not having the title be the main driver of decisions. 
And then we talk about once you've had success and you've motivated your team, they've achieved goals, how do you keep that momentum going? And all of that, again, is focused on leading the paintball, not you as a leader, leading the teams. Claude, what would you say? You know what, Erin? I'm glad you asked. Because behind door number three, oh, wait. Um, okay, so here's what I really, I really think that we have tapped into trying to do something that doesn't seem to ever take off the ground. Like I know there's a lot of workplaces that offer therapy, like a onsite therapist, um, things like that. Maybe like a, a you know, a, a gym in, in the building or something. But I think that if we continue to provide programs like that, where there is like a yoga and crazy, crazy, crazy thought, but maybe it's not part of your lunch or like a break. It's like, Hey, go take this 30 minute yoga class at this time. And it's okay. You can leave your desk. Um, Things like that, that open up the possibility for people to go, this is an incentive. Now I'm taking an actual break and it doesn't eat into my lunchtime because I can also eat my lunch and have yoga. (laughs) Yeah. Or go for a walk, you know, things like that, where it's like, hey, um, you know, little, little things that are like, did you take a a morning walk? Little, um, little facts thing. I don't know. Little things that keep you feeling like you are loved and cared for. You know, when your mom calls and you go and she's like, did you take your vitamins? Are you drinking water? You know, your mom cares about you. You know, she wants you to be happy. And I think we we provide these things, but it's like, how often do we know they're there? I think a lot of people are like, eh, whatever. Oh, this is there. But if we continue to go, hey, we really do care about the future of your mental health and your physical health. Here are things that we're going to provide every week. Maybe it's like a newsletter. I love that stuff. It, anytime it is, you you can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them do yoga. <laughs> I don't know if they can. Yeah. Can a horse wear yoga pants? That is the question. Can they? I hope so, because now I have an image and I Me like too. it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Well, and I, I, I like what we're saying. So what we're saying, Eric, is find some type of thing, whether it's improv or whether it's yoga, whether it's a small incentive, they don't have to cost money. It could be a newsletter, like Claudia said, a reminder, a Slack channel that provides you with a daily mental health reminder at specific times. It is truly uh, heart center leadership does not have to cost money. It can be free. So that's what I love about this is that if you put focus on it, it's your focus and, and is the time it's, the time is all you have to do. And, and that's a first step is deciding what do we want our employees to feel, our team members to feel. I'll never forget, maybe you were on this laugh break. We did a laugh break and it was during this client's regular weekly meeting for their team and this awesome client, Kelly. Hi, Kelly, if you're listening. Hey, Kelly. And so we finished the laugh break. I think this was like a 20 minute laugh break and their meeting usually lasts an hour. And Kelly says, all right, this is for your mental health for the rest of the day. I want everybody away from their skirt for the next hour where we have our meeting. You at your laugh break, go take a walk, go outside, yeah. step away from your computer. And that was so simple. It was free. Yeah. yeah. But 
that's it, right? I'm like, so simple. All right, I think we have time for one more cue. This is from our dear friend, Jill Pollock at Story Mode in Chicago. They're a fantastic company that helps businesses with storytelling. So if you're ever in the need for storytelling, Jill Pollock is your gal. Let's hear from Jill. How do we as leaders understand how our own desires outside of work and career goals affect our ability to lead our teams? For instance, if I'm not feeling fulfilled as a model airplane maker, if I don't have that creative release, how will that affect me at work? Will it make me grumpy, make me less tolerant of creativity and experiments at work? We're always so focused on those darn work goals. What about our own creative needs? Love oh. you, Jill. Oh, I just love. Yeah, well, and well, you, you we're going to call her back. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You still need to call her. No, I'm meeting her at TJ Maxx in three hours. We we got, we came to a couple of hundred dollars and we're doing the shopping spree. And you know what? You're buying yoga pants for horses. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do you have an answer to this? I love Joe first and foremost, one of my favorite human beings. So Joe, thank you for this cue. What do you think, Claude's? Oh my God. I really love this because um, I I can't remember what this thing is called, but there is this diagram of what your life is. And it's, it's like your job. It's what makes you happy. It's a hobby. And then there is like all the things you've learned. And then there's an intersection in the center is who you really are. Mm. We all work together to make you this very whole human being and someone who has something to give to the world. And I, I think she's a hundred percent true in what she's saying is that you can't really, there isn't one thing you should be focused on ever. I think the reason why people show up and show up great is because there's balance in their life. And there are all these little things that come together to give you perspective in a different way. And so she gave the example of building a model toy model airplane. If that brings you joy, because there's some focus in it, because there's detail, because there's, I mean, that translates to work, right? Yeah. Uh, Jill got time to do that airplane. And I can sense that her, her abilities on detail are sharper than ever. Um, You know, we talk about improv, but improv is, doesn't have to be a career. Improv is a great tool to, to use and just having fun and expressing yourself, but all those things, yes, please make time for creativity and the stuff at home also impacts your work life. Of course, everything does. We've got to make time and room and space for the emotional aspects of our life and our hobbies because they do impact your job. If there's no balance, you're, you're going to get burned out. Thousand percent. I mean, people don't know this about me, but I like to scrapbook. No, I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is a new fun fact that we're learning besides Celine Dion and the collection that we've created with Celine. If you think about all the stuff that you really enjoy, you should have, I would say, at least three to four creative outlets that give you something. They always do, whether yes. it's reading a book, paint. I, I like to paint. Um, 
simple things like walking, if you don't have those in your life, they sometimes it feels like things are out of balance. They're there for a reason. I I wholeheartedly agree. I'll never forget. We just had my former boss, Jen D'Angelo, on the show. She she loved the things that we did outside of work. The fact that I was a business development recruiter during the day and I did improv at night made her so happy and she was so supportive. She came to so many shows, so many shows that I bombed, uh, but also so many shows. And I'll never forget that. I stayed at that job because she saw me as a whole person, not just the nine to five business development girl. She was literally... Without improv, who the heck would you be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm of an angel. I I mean, you need that outlet. I mean, even when we're just talking and being silly and stuff like that, the fact that you were able to continue to do that hobby led you to where your career really is, which is this. And it's involving improv. So I would say some, a lot of times your hobbies are something, another venture that you're also supposed to be tapped into. Right. And when I left my full-time job to create and prove it, Jen was my biggest cheerleader. She's still my biggest. I mean, she really is. She's, and I, I credit that because she is a heart-centered leader. She literally is a heart-centered leader. And I'm just grateful that she led me to you and to you. And to, no, do you get a car? No, I'm just grateful she led me to our amazing team. We have the best team here. Well, we sure do. I guarantee and, Jen, even though she knew, she probably knew where you were going. She was like, I, but the fact that she like just raised you up probably means that the rest of her teammates are the same way. I mean, she probably circles herself around people who she's like, I'm going to prep you to fly if you ever need to get out of here. And that's I'll, what she did. That's beautiful. That is heart-centered leadership. That's heart-centered leadership at its finest. Erin, oh my God, how did we forget about this? Guys, truly, I have to take a minute to do this, Erin, but you are a heart-centered leader. You, no, 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 I can't. You, I I feel like I've been blind all my life. We're talking (laughs) this whole podcast. You are. No, you really are and have been a true, true delight to to be led by. I mean, I, I can't, if, if I could do your, you know, the stuff that we do for most of my career, I would, because it's, it's so fun. You see all of us, you know, the strengths that everyone has you. Oh, here's a really good one. You always are very true and, and speak of what is going on in your life. You, you've, you've been always very clear with where you are emotionally, what's going on in your life. Also, when you make mistakes, which is not often because you're such a sweet-hearted human, but you're you're very you take responsibility for things. You are, I don't know. I just think that the thing that you do is exactly why you can teach it. Thank you. I love you. I'm receiving that. And I also, you can't see me on Prove It Fam, but I have my hoodie over my head because I, I thank you. I'm going to say thank you. That really means a lot. And I. Flowers, girl. It's it's hard to receive stuff sometimes, but thank you. I, I appreciate that and know that 
you know, I'm a fail fluencer. There are mistakes that I have made, but you're right. I look at them as gifts and opportunities to just do better. And I try to to just be real about those things. You know what I mean? Like just who better to fly that flag than you? Because yeah. some try to get taught this by people who don't really get it, but you live yeah. it. And so thank you. And to people out there listening, if you are looking for that, this is the correct person to lead you there. Right now, I am going to go sit in the fetal position and rock back and forth because I love you. I feel so comfortable with the uncomfortable. Can you tell? No, I appreciate you, Claudia. I know. I, I love you and I love our team and I love what we've built and I could not do it without the amazing hearts and humans that are a part of Improve It. So, and that goes for the people we get to work with. We are so lucky. We get so many great human beings surrounding us because we, the the traits of a great improviser make up the traits of a great human. And it's just, it's full circle. That's what heart-based leadership is. Yeah. It also, isn't it really cool how we go and we do these workshops sometimes and you witness some beautiful humanity from people yes. that are like, I don't know you, but I see you. And if you can do that in an hour or two, however long we have with them, then you can certainly get that from your, from your uh, employee. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we could go on and on. Claude's I'm so grateful you're on the show and I'm, I'm so grateful for you as a human being and your heart and your love of love because we love Claudia Martinez so much. And thank you to all the members of the Improvement Fam, Terrence, uh, Jill, and Eric, and Danielle for giving us these questions. And to everybody listening, just thank you for being you and for getting yourself on this journey to heart-based leadership. Claudia, adore you. Love you, girl. Love you. Bye. 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 Improve it, fam. Okay, I could talk to Claudia forever. And it's it just shows how much love we have as a team here and how much love improv can bring to your team. Heart-centered leadership is not going away. It's here to stay. And there's these guiding principles that I talked about at the upfront of the show with improv. So leading with yes and this freedom from judgment, number one. Number two, just making your scene partner look good. Number three, realizing that there are no mistakes. There are only gifts. And that is a true rule from the improv stage. Anything that may be a mistake in your life, it sucks in that moment so hard, so hard. But it's there for a reason. And it makes you better because of it. Also, heart-centered leadership is all about trusting your gut. And if you do that, your team will follow suit. You heard us talk about that. My specific example with a leader I was led by who did not trust her themselves. And then this fifth notion of show, don't tell. Your actions speak louder than words. We always say on stage, show me. Don't just tell me what you're doing in the scene. Show me. So as a leader, showing your team, not telling your team, actually doing the things that your team needs for heart-centered leadership to happen. This is really improv for the soul. This is what this is. And I, if you were 
feeling anything specific from today, I hope you take it away. You take down one or two main points from the show. It could be one of these five tangible tenets that I just gave you to implement in your life. It could be a story that reminded you of how you want to show up for your team. But after listening to this show, I want you to take out a notebook, your notes section of your phone, and I want you to just jot down the answer to this question. All right. This is for you. How can you show up as a heart centered leader for your team this week? We're going to start small. How can you show up for as a heart centered leader? for your team this week. Put it in a place you'll come back to, and I want you to really think about these principles and how you can apply them to yourself. It starts with you. It really starts with you. I'm so grateful that you're with us on this journey. I'm also grateful I I felt a little vulnerable today, to be honest. I opened up a little bit of my spirituality and my spiritual side that I don't talk about a lot in business. and. Improv is all about heart. It's all about your gut and trusting and feeling and being empathetic to the people around you. So what better thing to talk about than spirituality, heart-centered leadership, and really bringing the soul of who you are to the people that you lead? Improve it, fam. You know this. I want you to keep failing. Keep failing. Keep improving because the world needs that special it that only you can bring. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Hey, friends, thanks for tuning in to Improve It. I am so happy you are along for the ride. If you enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five star review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Now, if you're really feeling today's show and you've improved it even just a little bit, please take a screenshot and tag me at Keeping It Real Deal on Instagram and share it in your stories. I'll see you next week, but I I want to leave you with this thought. What did you improve today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I am rooting for you and the world needs that special it that only you can bring. See you next time.